uh, I think we said what? Last, I don't even. I honestly have no idea. I love how you started it as in. As soon as you press record, you're like, "Oh man, I don't know what episode don't know. this is." I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I think this is 14. It is now. It's so anyway. sad that we don't know this. <laughs> they're lucky we're getting like the way that just like the world has been lately, and like our schedules. They're lucky they're getting the product. I don't think they. I can. was literally just exactly. Dudes being dads. Hosted by the fathers of the new age. My name is Mark, and you know, always with me is the hope. Alfredo, what up? There you go. We always step on each other during the intro, too. It's fine. (laughs) Play the hits. We play the hits. Um, How you doing, man? It's been a long... It's been... I I remember that when we first started this, we were like, oh, let's do it, like, you know, every Sunday or every Saturday. And then it's like, hey, uh, can we not go two weeks before doing one? That'd be great. Uh, you know, but you know, what's nice is it's just, you know, family stuff. That's been, it's been crazy. Yeah. And you, um, I, I can't complain. Um, you know, work. Um, I can't, I, with my job, I don't really work from home. So I'm in the office almost every day. So, um, just adjusting still to kind of not seeing little man every day. It's still, uh, still tears on you because, uh, you know, after a while at work, like, his mom will text me or something or I'm watching the baby monitor. My mind drifts. And, you know, I think we talked about this before, how like, you know, now that you're a parent, your mind is always there and it's hard to focus on the other things. Like I think, let's see, he was maybe, I haven't gone out to eat at a restaurant with her. And I'd say probably three months. And we used to do that all the time. I don't even think about it anymore. I honestly don't. Like food is cold all the time. No, I don't care. Whatever. It's just, it's amazing how you get thrown into parenting life so fast. So you kind of like everything else just becomes static noise. Like until I said that, I didn't even think about really restaurants, you know, concerts and all that stuff. Well, not like they're happening now where some sport games are happening, but you know, I don't even like think about, I'm thinking further down the line, like I would like take him to a game, whatever, but I know that's not happening anytime soon. It's just, it's kind of getting like, just a, still kind of getting adjusted to being the work dad. Uh, Cause I started off being like the stay at home dad with him for at least the first two months he was around. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's still there. It's still trying. Uh, but every day is a good day. What stinks is like, by the time I get home, he's like basically already sleeping. So I get like like a peep of him every now and then. So uh, but we're getting there. He's sleeping better. Can't complain there. I'm I'm interested in hearing your thoughts of uh, you going there. You know, every every week or every other week, and kind of like physically, see, you know, having eyes on him. Like when you see him, when you don't see him for a while, and then. You know, you you go there and you physically see him. You know, what, what know, runs through your head? I don't know if I'm there. If I don't know if I'm mentally there to talk about it yet. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I do have uh, some developments. I kind of wanted you to take leeway in this, uh, but the topic I don't know if you really have a lot of experience in. Um, we're talking about you know usually we talk you know it's the greatest hits talking poop stories and then we kind of get a little serious towards the end i don't really have many poop stories i think he's a little backed up 
you know, he kind of poops like only every other day, which is probably a normal schedule. We're getting, uh, we're on to the jar foods. Hey, so we're getting uh, our sweet potatoes, our bananas, our carrots. Uh, we're not spilling them on mom and dad just yet. Uh, we are constantly getting the rice cereal and the other food groups up our nose. With having possibly the smallest nose on the planet, it's always amazing to me that he finds ways to get stuff up there. Um, I actually do have one story, but I wanted to know at what age this happened. So I remember one night, it was uh, a couple weekends ago, He it was extremely hot in the house. And if I told the story already, please, because my brain is scattered. Um, <laughs> It was extremely hot in the house. Like it was like I woke up and I was in a sweat. He didn't wake me up. The heat woke me up. Like I woke up like gasping for air. Like <gasps> so I get up, I open a window, I go and I check on the baby. And he is now lying on his side. His gloves that he was wearing are about four inches from his head. His socks are about six inches from his feet. And he was wearing <laughs> both of them. When I put him down, I put him down myself. And these aren't booties. These aren't, well, these are like Nike baby socks. These are like on his feet. Now, I couldn't rewind the baby monitor to see it because you have to understand something. I stood there for like three or four minutes trying to figure out how he did this. (laughs) With also being asleep. He's asleep. Okay. Now, I've seen him take off the gloves before and he does it in such a slick Rick kind of way. Where he'll just kind of lean back in his chair, brings one hand up, takes the other hand, ply, and just pulls that glove off. And then while holding the other glove, grabs the other glove and takes it off. And then he will throw his gloves. Like in your face. I figured it out. And then he folds his hands every time. And just leans back. And we'll look at you. Like it's a like business. Like an altar boy. Like it's a business <laughs> meeting. Like he's leaned back at a business <laughs> meeting like, you think you deserve a raise? And he just kind of gives you that cute stare. Um, I don't. What really fascinated me was the socks. I'll tell you why. Now he has rolled on his back, brought his feet up and grabbed them before, but he's never really grabbed hold of them. He kind of just touches his toes. Right. So I'm thinking that somehow in the middle of the night, he turned over, took his gloves off, then brought his feet up and picked his socks off and threw them. I, I was so weird by this. I actually woke up, Danielle. I said, did you go in the baby's room at all? No. You're sure? You didn't do it half awake or anything. You've been asleep the whole time. It's like I was asleep until just now. And I'm just looking at it like, it's still, it's still been puzzling me. Like, I've been drawing diagrams. I'm treating this like the Zabruta film with the JFK assassination. Like, trying to figure out how those shocks came off. And how they ended so far away from him in the crib. It's fascinating to me. Like a Dexter case. Kind of. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if Little Man literally did it with his feet. Like, how he did it with his socks. Do you ever see The Wire? Absolutely. You know the scene where Bunk and McNulty are at the apartment and they're not talking to each other, but they're measuring the crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> I was in there with her and I'm just like drawing like the stuff like his feet were here, my fingers and going off and like holding up the measurement with my fingers and look, showing her like, hmm, 
Hmm? And she's holding him going, huh? And that's all we really said was just going back. And I'm, I'm like puzzled. This is like, seriously, I might, might start a whole different podcast about this one case. Like this has been fascinating to me. Like I'm going to find lint in a hidden area or something and bag it, send it to the lab. Um, how to catch a murderer. This is like, how to catch this a is socks. Like how we could catch, <laughs> <laughs> It's like how to catch these socks. It's like, uh, it's, it's that no, he's great. He's what we w- wanted to talk about, uh, was the decision of starting daycare. Um, because he started daycare. It's oh, a, he did. All right. Yesterday. Tell me, uh, what's it called? What's the place called? Couldn't even tell you to save my life. All right. Uh, how far is it? From her parents' house, it's close. Okay, cool, cool. It's close to her parents' house. It's like maybe two miles away. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's run by a, a relative of hers, like her mom's cousin's daughter. Uh, runs the place. I think I have that right. If I don't, please don't, you know, whack me on Easter. Um, I, I, it's, it's like, you know, six degrees of separation. It's like a Kevin Bacon thing. Um, <laughs> so we started there Monday. We're doing this on Tuesday. So yesterday was his first day of school. Okay. Um, so she got a new job where she's not working nights anymore. So she's working during the day. And you know, norm- I obviously work during the day. Normally, she goes over her parents' house. She catches some sleep. Her parents will watch the baby. Her mom's back at work. So it's just a little bit harder. So she made the decision. And I, I said, okay, fine. I'm not going to really fight her on it. I think he's a little young for it. But she thinks it's time. It's time. So, you know, jump in both feet. Um, what the weirdest thing is, is that this place gives you updates throughout the day on their app. So at like, I see Anthony Provenzano gets checked in at 9.01 a.m. And we take a nap at 9.05 a.m. Wake up from nap at 9.45 a.m. And I'm just getting all these alerts. I'm like, why is everything going so fast? And like, they're sending pictures of you, of him sleeping. Please send sleeping wrap next time. Like, they're, please pay deposit up. I'm not even going to tell you of how much. <laughs> like, dad needs to start getting three jobs. Never mind, just one. And, you know, then it's like had two tablespoons of food at 12 and they keep doing it. I'm looking at it and she gets mad at me because she thinks I overfeed him. Like I'm still, you know, he's progressed right now where he gets fed almost every three hours, almost every four hours. Okay. I'm still mentally because I'm tired uh, thinking it's every two hours. So like when he's freaking out, like, oh, bottle time. And she thinks because he's eating more now, she's like, you know, you're going to make him, you know, he might, he's going to be uncomfortable. He's, he's going to be huge and all this stuff. And I'm not really that worried about it because he's, you know, he poops and pees and he's just fine. Like he'll be he, good. Doug. Yeah, he'll be good. I see it. They're giving him bottles. Like I saw how close the bottles were, where it was like a, just about a two hour span. And I said, oh, he must have freaked out. Like I was like, oh, I know it. He had a freak out. He's the youngest one at the daycare. This goes back to kind of our previous episode of protective instincts where I'm watching these updates and I don't know who these people are. And I'm starting to think, well, what's really going on? Why is he getting fed so early? Why is he sleeping that long? It sleeps for me. You know, I, she always complained that he doesn't take enough naps when dad's watching him. He's out hour and a half, 
hour 45, almost two hours during a nap. Like you never really, the, the hard, t- hard thing with dad is getting him down. Yeah. Once he's down, he's good. With mom, it's not getting him down. It's keeping him down. Keeping him down. So we have our two different hurdles that we have to jump. And I keep telling you, for me, it's a transition. It's the transition for me. It's all about transitions. It's I have not perfected the transition. Like my defense is great. My shooting is great. My ball handling is terrible. Like I cannot be a point guard. I'm a good small forward in this game. Like, you know, I can rattle it home. I can put him down. You know, he's, he's sleeping. Getting to that bucket, though, is a challenge for me. I'm sticking with the right hand. I can't go to my left. See, but I think transition is all about uh, how you assess, like, literally, like, live, real-time action and how do you adapt to it. So, I, I obviously, it will take time. Um, it, it took me a while. It was very hard for me to transition because, especially where, like, comfortable like oh he's so comfortable why why start changing stuff but then uh one thing that we kept telling each other is hey like i said to you like model like i don't i think my wifey always told me you know if you if you rock him to bed him or her to bed then when they woke up they're going to expect either to be rocking or to be like have a human next to them. So, you know, model for them that, you know, there are times where it's going to, it's going to suck that you're going to be by yourself and and you might even cry a lot, but you, they'll have to learn how to do it themselves. And I think it's, I I would love for us to talk about that a little more because I think, I think that could uh, have a lot of, different responses from different parents or whatever but I think we start we try we our goal was try to keep it like have them try to fall asleep by themselves as early as possible well you know we can definitely get into that let me just tell you about my transition technique and let me know where I'm wrong because I guarantee there are people out there that are probably doing it my way so the way he sleeps and falls asleep with his mother is different than how he sleeps with me and I think this is where um you know like I said she has trouble putting him down I don't yeah. have a problem putting him down. I have a problem getting him in the crib and then he'll be down. Um, so what I do, I can't really speak to her. She's not here. I wanted to speak for herself. For me, what I do is I still put him on my shoulder. And he, well, because I'm usually holding him that way. And then he gets tired and he puts his little head down and he falls asleep. So what I try to do is I will keep him here as long as possible. I got the left hand. So he's on my left shoulder. Left hand is on the head and the right hand is right by right by the crater in the butt. And I will try to lean down towards the crib as long as possible. And now he sleeps on his side. I put the side down. The issue I have is with this left hand that is holding that head because I need to try to figure out how to slide it out without him going whap against the mattress. And then I'm awake. So it's all about that. It's like a magician trying to pull the, tablecloth but keep the silverware on there you know what i mean like trying to be slick with it i don't know how you put him to sleep i don't know if you use the same method if you're lower i've tried holding him lower he hates when i hold him down with both arms in the cradle like position he likes dad's shoulder he has room here he wants to sleep right here so i don't really fight that because he's still you know four months oh my god so i 
the way that I did I did it was so dad I you same thing for me I had the kids on my shoulder but when I put them down it's like um like a fluid motion so like you're you're rocking one left to right one two and on your third one you, like it's one fluid motion down and then hands like swoop baby down hand thing and you have to remember is that like there are going to be times and probably going to be majority of times that the kid's going to wake up but then he he's going to i think what's for dads is going to be a really good tip is you when he falls asleep in your arms when he wakes up he's probably going to cry because he's not in dad's arms anymore so like you're I know that he's still young, but the kid, you know, the kid, if you, you just, you said it yourself best, you know, he, he trans or he sleeps differently with you than mom. He already picked that up. He's like a smart enough kid that he sleeps one way with dad and one way with mom. So for him to, you know, start to realize that, Hey, he's, he has to sleep by himself. Those are things that, you know, little man will will do eventually, but when I'm telling you this, that it will go a long way if you teach your kid now that he he'll sleep by himself instead of. I know it's comfortable, just you know, and it it works when he falls asleep in your arms, but then as soon as he wakes up and realizes he's not in your arms, a hundred out of a hundred percent, he's gonna freak out. Yeah, I I've been lucky enough where the freakouts are really only. And like I said, this can really only be in the middle of the night. Yeah, you know, when he wakes up from a nap, he kind of freaks out. But I think it's because he realizes, like, either he's wet or he's hungry. That's usually why he wakes up. Uh, same, really, for when he's sleeping overnight. You know, we up the food. Like, he'll have his cereal either in the bottle or spoon-fed to him. He's already basically mastered what the spoon means. I try to actually be cute with him when I was feeding him in the high chair and tried to, you know, come around with a freaking spoon like an airplane. He's like, like motherfucker you know my I, guy my he's like, guy like, I, he's like, he's like, like dude, <laughs> dude i i know what an airplane looks like and that ain't no goddamn airplane that has the <laughs> stuff that needs to go in this mouth so put that spoon right here homie um we're talking about business now like, exactly, we, yeah, like seriously what's, what's what is going on um but I'll so hold on let, let me let me just like oh all right keep going Sorry, yeah. he um he when he wakes up it's for a purpose like either yeah. something made a noise and scared him he you know is hungry or he needs to be changed that's okay. one of the two and i have to say for the most part during the night and again superstitious um even if he's really wet i don't know if we got the good diapers or something but he really doesn't make a peep he, he kind of he'll tough it out he'll sleep a few times he's woken up not crying He'll just be making noises like, eh, uh, eh. And it's, you know, when I noticed the last time when he was trying to sleep is when he turned over, he was on his side, but when he turned over on his cheek, that's when he went, I know I'm not being held by somebody now. Like I, that is where I think it hit him when he's on his side. Cause he sleeps on his side, but I'm holding him. There you go. So I think that's really it. And like, you know, it's, kind of getting it's funny because he'll either be on either side of his face on my shoulder and i try to always put him down 
on his right side. So when I can walk in, I see his face automatically. Like I don't have to lean over anything. I see what's going on as soon as I'm entering the room. So I know if anything is like, I'm still freaked out that he might like, you know, something might happen in the middle of the night. I'm an absolute schizo psychopath about that kind of stuff. Like I'm the dude who won't go to bed for an extra two hours after he's down. And I'm just staring at the baby monitor. Like I'm not going to be able to turn that off for a while. I think every parent, at least from what I've heard, read and done all that is that parents just get to that comfortable zone, kind of like a running high. You know what I mean? Like you're running a marathon, you're running for so long. And then all of a sudden you feel like you're cruising. I'm not at cruise control yet. Like I, it's four months. Seems like four years, but it's been only four months. So everything is still new and how fast he's progressing, how smarter he's getting every day. Like I said, dude, he knows I'm going to take these mitts off and I'm going to throw these hands at you. If you don't start putting that spoon in my right there. Um, he is the funniest baby too. And we're going to get back to the sleeping methods and, and all that stuff. Cause I, I thought your point was very interesting about, you know, finding the sweet spot and putting them down and everything. I think a lot of parents would love, especially the new ones love to find out how to get their sleep, their kid asleep as fast as humanly possible. Um, this is this is funny. I was sitting on the couch with him. I had my feet up. I'm on the couch. And he was kind of like on my on me doing tummy time. And he was just all about dad's face. Like, Ugh, and he was laughing because I was making funny faces at him and talking with him. He slid his feet because he could turn over now. He slid his feet over and his feet are standing up on the couch cushion next to me. He's basically standing and I'm holding him. And he thinks it's hilarious to plop on dad, look at him, make a funny face, come back up and do it again. And he's like, he's like whack. Like he's trying to say, Hey, I need you to always be looking here. <laughs> you are funny to me and you will make me laugh. Your eyes come right here to my eyes. And I was like, I wish I could get my, like my phone, which of course, whenever the cute stuff happens, my phone is always not close to me. Like, you know, I can never capture the cute stuff. She has mastered the art of taking cute pictures, by the way. I'm still in the progress. Like, all of a sudden, he'll be sticking his tongue out, and that's the picture I get instead of, like, the light hitting him like the little angel he is. Um, And he is just making these funny faces, and I wanted to videotape it and send it to her because she was somewhere. I think she was out running errands or something. But when he does stuff like that, I'm like, I got this parenting stuff mastered. A couple hours go by, freak out city, but that's fine, you know? She caught me. She was at work. It was one of the last nights she was. Uh... <laughs> this was one of the last nights. And again, I, I can't remember if I told the story already. Uh, it was one of the last nights she was working overnight. And I was trying to put him down for the night. And it was one of my bad nights. I wasn't feeling it. I was having a bad transition. Kept waking up. And it was funny. Like I'm, I'm still trying to put him down. And finally, I got him down. Um, but the funniest part was when I called my mom afterwards and I told her what was happening and she goes, well, when you were a baby, you did that. Like every time I thought I had you down, your eyes would open. And she didn't say it was the transition part or anything. It was like, you know, kind of just like I would be, she'd be holding me. And as soon as she made a move to the bedroom or something, uh, eyes wide open. She just, my eyes would just pop. I would say like, hello, I wouldn't be crying. I would be screaming nothing. He was doing that this particular night. He was crying because I said transition was bad. And every time he realized he wasn't on dad anymore, he started to cry. 
And of course, like I said, she was working overnight and we can see the baby monitor on our phones. So, of course, this is the time when she decides to tune in to her favorite program of, uh, you know, baby and dad. And it happened to be right at the particular part where I am pleading to the good Lord and anyone who will listen to me above to just have my son go to sleep because I will build a shrine, a church, anything in their honor just so he can get some sleep. I'm not proud of that. Because the text message that she sent me, the text message that she sent me after she saw that was like, I just saw a grown man (laughs) to get his son to go to sleep. She goes, what is wrong with you? My response was not my proudest moment, but I guarantee you have done that. And you're just not telling anyone. I want you to know that. I know that you've done it. Uh, And she didn't say yes. I would love to know from other dads, you know, like, or we could even like talk about this in in the future. What crying does to a man, like what baby crying does to a man. Cause I will, I would, I, I will tell you like it literally brought me to my knees here. Like the double crying at, you know, you get it, you know, the, like the two thirty. That one, like, or like that one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, you know, like you said, that like I'll, you start to deal, like I'll do this, whatever. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, what does happen to you? What happens to a man when when he's in that situation? Well, we're we're the ones with the form right now. If you don't want to take the lead on that, I can tell you what it does to me. But I think it does it twice to you. <laughs> yeah, you so like, I, I will, I will literally tell you that. Um, and I can describe it, and I would love for other pops to see if it, it for if it was the same thing. There was a point where it kind of felt like white lightning, uh, <laughs> literally moon, like the moonshine. Oh. Or the actual- <laughs> <laughs> um, where it was like this, it hit a nerve and it started numbing like this part of my brain and do you know do you remember like professor uh professor x when he starts to <laughs> get it to everyone's head and everyone starts to like cripple down yeah that was me and i there was i remember there were, there were times where the wifey was like you should just step out of the room and i was like no i can handle it she's like no it doesn't look like you you're handling this really well and I, I, I'll never forget that feeling because I couldn't believe that like that kind of noise can first of all come out of a human being, but then also that react, like that noise could put a man physically down. So how old were they when that, when that happened to you? Ballpark it for me. Uh, I would say uh around four to six months okay so i get to look forward to it but let me tell you my worst experience with it i'll never forget this as long as i live this had to be right around new year's so this was maybe his like he's two months old and you know two months old they start regressing right yeah so regression back i remember this one night this was a 45 minute to an hour and 15 meltdown that we were having Nothing we could do could could calm him down. She, I don't even know where she was. I might have been alone with him or something. Where 
It was so bad. Now I have a, like uh, some sort of ear damage in my left ear. It's from being having jobs in the past where I was near speakers a lot. You know, I worked security at concert venues and I didn't wear an earplug. A little damage in there. I went to clubs, always near the speaker. Boom, right there too. Um, I worked concerts when I was at the radio station. Boom, right here. I did radio. I had headphones way too loud. So there's something wrong with this ear. We're like literally after a while in like sometimes random days, I'll get like a high pitched squeal. Like it's like a just something right. It's just like a shooting pain. I've been electrocuted through my headphones when I was working at a radio station one night. Like I felt like just like I actually like tensed up, like everything tensed up in my head. I finally got a chance to throw my headphones off. Um, And I remember he was crying so loud his face went white because he was almost running out of breath and he would stop catch his breath and proceed to scream again now like i said i favor my left shoulder with holding him it's just that's just the comfort shoulder right there i don't know why put him to the right it's not so bad but i kept putting him on my left that night and he hit me so hard with his scream where literally I like my eyes closed. I felt like I was like, like the tinnitus or something that's going on here. It just hit me again. He was so bad that I literally had to put earbuds in just to help me not lose damage in my ear anymore. This happened again, a little bit after that. And she was home and she saw my face when it happened and she came in and she just grabbed him. She goes, I thought you were going to fall. Like I, I know exactly how you mean. I was like, like, like cringing. Ugh. Everything was tense, and I was just like waiting for that. I was praying he would just run out of breath, just so I could get like a little break, just to switch him over. Because it, like, I couldn't move when it hit me. Like it was, and I think this is something that new dads have to hear. Um, a great present for new dads is headphones or some earplugs or some protective hearing, because you're gonna get this stuff, and it's gonna hit you and. No baby book or no one else. I think we're the first podcast or anything to tell you that this crying is going to hit you like Mike Tyson punching you right in the fucking ear. This is going to hit you like a ton of brick. Just imagine putting a car battery next to your ear. There are going to be times when your kid realizes they have another level of this scream and they're going to hit you with it at full force. It, You know what it's like? It's like getting a helmet-to-helmet hit in football in the ear hole. And it's going to whack you right there. And you're just going to tense up. And you just got to kind of either, there's two ways to do it. You either put something in your ear to protect yourself. I remember I had cotton ball in there one time. Like, I was like, okay, this is what I got to do. Like, dad up, you power through it. You just figure it out. Um, but that but what's crazy, like you just said, literally, you know, when, when it happens, Majority of the time, there's literally no one around you <laughs> and no. you're going to or you're doing this by yourself and you're like, what am I going to do right now? There, there were times where like I put him down upstairs and like after a freak out or something and I literally would just go outside and I will sit on the step and I'll just put my head up against the door. Just, <laughs> like Just breathe in the fresh air because it feels like you just got in a fight. Like, you know, after a while, when you hit the 45 minute mark, it's always around 45 minutes for me for some reason. Where you just get like the just like the energy is just zapped out of you. You're trying to put him down for the night. He's not going down. He she's not going down. Dude, what I do honestly is I go outside, 
I sit on the step and I just put my head up against the door and I just close my eyes and I just count to 30 seconds. I just breathe it in and then I go back. I open the door so slowly because if I hear and I, (laughs) this is the other thing. When the kid is down and this whole thing, this is basically going to be called like nap time. This is what this episode is called now. We've dedicated ourselves to nap time here. When the kid is sleeping, in your case, the kids are sleeping. Do you notice yourself trying to be quieter, but yet you're making a noise with whatever you do? I feel like um, I intentionally try to hit every creek in in the house. Or like, you know how uh, the, all the lights turn off and like the laser beams turn on and <laughs> you're literally trying to hop every... I'm like, hmm, like, why am I having to do this? Or yeah, where like in normal times... You, if you walk the normal way, it's quiet. Like you're, you're okay. But the, if when you like creep inch and inch, it feels like you're like walking through glass. There was, there was literally a time. So this is the hardest thing, right? I don't know how the layout is in your house, but his room is right next to the bathroom. And the stairs are the noisiest part of the house. And his room is right also next to the stairs. So I am literally walking up the stairs slowly and I'm putting all of my weight up against the wall. (laughs) Like I'm holding the railing with one hand, but I'm leaning everything. It looks like I'm in a sideways submarine and I'm just one foot at a time, basically putting half my foot up against the wall and half of it on the stairs. I'm surprised I haven't fell. Like I'm surprised I really haven't fell a million times. There was a time where the top two steps are the loudest. Right. There was a time literally where I just went flat belly on the floor and I just snaked into the bathroom. (laughs) Dude, sometimes you ready for this? I'm not proud to say this. Uh, Listen, I drink a shit ton of water. Like I basically only intake coffee, water, sometimes Gatorade. If I feel like getting a little bit of flavor in what I drink, I'm trying to be healthy again. There were times when I got some really strong streams, right? because of how close his room is sometimes that urine will wake him up so that's, I'm not, listen listen that's to me the, that's a strong stream bro listen listen to me listen to me i'm not proud to say this i now have to sit when i pee hey i have it's all to, good doggy i sit but you know what i don't know if i'm going back because now i'm like hey listen. why why go why go back listen Sometimes it's the only piece. I, I know I've talked about this on the previous episodes before where he there was a stage where he would not let me take a shit. There was not he wouldn't let me go to the bathroom at oh, all. Oh, that's right. You remember that? He's gotten better with it. But <laughs> there are times where I'm sitting when I'm peeing. I'll take a book in there. I'll take I'll take my phone out. By the way, my phone is always on vibrate. My volume is always down. Dads always do that. I don't care. Either have your headphones attached if you want to be on your phone. Or volume is always down. You never know when that volume is going to kick on when that kid is sleeping. The last time I had my volume on was September two and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it has it has like dust because I haven't even I've never even put it up. The buttons are gone. Like they're not even there. <laughs> you 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 woke up one day and your wife had a pair of pliers next to your phone. Those buttons those buttons went down the laundry chute or something. <laughs> I was, sit- I was sitting on the toilet having a great stream and I was on my phone and I was reading Twitter 
I might have been putting up something for the podcast. I was like, I, I got to tell you, the highlight of my day is when I have to take a pee sometimes. I tell you, it's peaceful. The toilet's comfortable. I get good posture on there. I'm relaxed. I'm off my feet for a second. I'm thinking about getting a st- We have a step stool because she's, you know, she's shorter than I am. She's like five, three, five, four. Um, she's going to correct me on that later because, of course. Um, but we have a step stool in the kitchen for her to reach the taller cabinets or above the fridge. I'm thinking about taking that step stool in the bathroom and just putting my feet up sometimes. You know, what's my rush? He needs me. I like that. He's five feet away. The door is literally five feet away from the bathroom. Oh, here's another thing. Overnight, there is no flushing. So you better only I be like doing, that. You better only be you better be doing only number ones. Because there have been times when dad has to watch the YouTube tutorials on how to unclog a uh, unclog a toilet. Dad has had to work that plunger a couple of times because stuff mm. gets stuff gets piled. Listen, by any means necessary. This by is disgusting, and this makes us this makes us me sound like I live like a savage. I'm normally a very clean OCD person. I don't like shower curtains open. I don't like towels hanging a certain way. Stuff needs to be folded. The toothbrushes and the toothpaste have to be next to each other. But when that kid's asleep, I'm a savage. I do not care. He is staying asleep because dad just wants to fool around on his phone for 30 minutes. Hey, uh, dad, up while we're talking about this, yeah. invest in your toilet seat. That's I, a great thing. I've actually, yeah, I've actually looked up uh, different toilet seats. And that, first of all, I didn't even know like how comfortable one can get on a toilet seat. And now I do. Explain. Where I think like, you know, some people could like the smooth, uh, like, a, like a smooth feeling. Some people I've seen even seen like a cushiony feeling where like mm. uh, your butt kind of sinks into it. See, I don't, I don't like, like that, that one. one. I'm not a fan. Uh, of see, I like it because you're you're not getting into like a cold, okay. uh, like porcelain feeling. Right. I don't know. Like I feel like you know you work really hard and just like you're saying now that you're into like peeing sitting down, mm-hmm. you should invest. Well, hold in on, hold on, hold on. Let's rephrase that. Okay, let's not say that I'm into it. Okay. Sometimes you have to do this. Okay. <laughs> There's a weird way you just phrase that. Let's not say I'm into anything really on this podcast. Just say that it's, it's at the, the means at hand. You know what I mean? This it's is what, efficient and practical. Exactly. Let's say that. Exactly. Like, let's put it this way. When snipers are at war, they're not getting up to pee to show off their position. Sometimes they pee their pants. No, sir. By any means necessary. Okay. Now that's a shirt. We got <laughs> dad up on the front, on that, the back. They, by remember any that one means necessary. <laughs> I like that. That one's that. That one's it. Oh, that's our man. slogan. <laughs> it's it's what was it? Convenience over cuteness. Dad up by any <laughs> by any means. means necessary. You know who made that term famous was Malcolm X talking about the civil rights movement. And we're talking about taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, dog. Oh, thanks, X. Thanks, X. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Now we went to college. We went to college. (laughs) Exactly. Barely, but Uh, say that before we go, I want to just kind of tip it. I think this is something, um, we should kind of get into too. Um, there is 
Um, and I think you, you know, this is kind of something because we were we were kind of wild boys when you and me were running together when we were younger. Yeah, you know, a few times we've run from cops and <laughs> somebody, you know, I might have late night shenanigans. Yeah, I might have I might have jumped out of a second story window during a party to avoid the cops. You know, it's fine. Oh my god, I might have might not done that. Um, <laughs> what do you think? Well, what do you not? Something you've done before that you don't want your son to do. Or your daughter to do. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, jump into Frog Pond. <laughs> For those who don't know, Frog Pond is an area in the Boston Commons. Because uh, we are, you know, around the world. There are people in the Philippines listen to this, people in Germany listen to this, England, you know, I've looked at the stats. Um, uh, jumping into Frog Pond was jumping into frog, out of Frog Pond and walking out of Frog Pond, I, I felt like the swamp thing you know just like uh like i was like oh this is uh not clean so <laughs> i really hope aldrin and avery don't jump into frog pond the thing i've done that i really don't want uh my son to do is probably jump out of that second story window i think i still have <laughs> I think, i'll never forget it mission mission hill uh mission hill part of boston we were at a northeastern party. You were there. I lost I you the there. first five minutes in. You and me. Yeah, we and found I, each other. Yeah, we found <laughs> each other. Right. Somebody called the cops. And as soon as I heard that knock that said BPD, I was out that window like you thought. And here's the funny thing. What did I walk right into? The cops. And you know what they said to me? Like, why are you running? I said, officer, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, you know, we were knocking on the door. I said, well, I knew you were knocking on the door. I live on the first floor. He goes, <laughs> Didn't you just jump out of that window? I said, officer, I did not see anybody jump out the window. If they were smart, though, and they, they might have went over the fence in the back. I'm going to the store. Uh, I, I needed to, you know, I'm having a hankering for some Gatorade and some Slim Jims. And I'm going to the store. And that cop looked at me and I couldn't tell if he's like, this kid is slick or this is the dumbest son of a bitch I've ever met in my life. Because I have obviously just saw him jump out of a second story window and almost break every bone in his body. Um, but he let me go. So I don't know. Which one it was, but I pray that Anthony was already, in my mind, the smartest baby on this earth. Just avoids those situations. I love how everyone stayed, but yet you had the notion, you're like, mm, gotta jump out of the window. <laughs> oh, dude, you've you've no idea. You've no idea. I was like, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even need to hear the full set. The music was going. It was actually a good party. It was a good party. Yeah, it was. I busted up. Uh, I just. We happened to be standing in a window near a window in the kitchen. And I just went, nope, boom, right out. I don't even think I opened it. <laughs> I don't even think I opened that goddamn window. I knew where I was parked. I knew where everything was. I walked around the block a few times. And when the cops were gone, got in my car that was parked, parked about a block away, rolled back around, picked all you sons of bitches up. <laughs> And dropped you all off. I wasn't even drunk. Oh my God, why did I was... jump? Why was I the one who jumped out the window? That was unreal. Yeah, let's not have our kids do that. Let's not have our right? kids do that. Yeah. The sins of the father should not fall upon the sons. <laughs> let's just do that. Hey, oh. before we end this, I have to tell you, and I want to tell you from the beginning, yo, your kids' facial reactions are like 
Sub Zero Stone Kill, like his his little smirks. Oh, dude, that's I'm nice. like this. Is this dude Asian? <laughs> dude, there was one time <laughs> he just they has were... this like just like laugh about him. Yeah, that a... it's it's awesome. There was a time where she picked me up. I can't remember what it was, but it, it wasn't that long ago. She was picking me up from somewhere. I might have went to go get food or something, and she was just driving with a baby, or we had to go someplace. But the first thing, anytime she picks me up, and I know the baby's in the car, I immediately go to the back seat, open it up. He has this reaction now, and I want to end on this because this is always the highlight of my day. Ever since he started doing it, I, I always do it now. I open the back door. He will be looking. There's a mirror that she put in so she can see him once she drives, so she'll look at her rearview yeah. mirror. He will be looking at it now if they're not if we're not moving. If we're moving now, he's looking out the window and everything. He was looking at it. I opened the back door. He turns at me and he just had to register because he obviously just woke up from a nap. He took a second to register who I was. And then he slowly smirked and went, I know you. You're the fun one. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as he did that, I threw all the stuff that was in the back seat into the trunk. And I sat in the back in the middle seat next to him the entire time. And I was just like, I don't care about a seat. Fuck a seatbelt. I want to sit right next to my son who is just. And as soon as I did that, he turned, looked at me sitting next to him and slowly started smirking again. I said, D, I'm riding in the back today. She goes, why? I was like, because I want to I want to sit next to my son. I just want to sit next to him and enjoy this time. I, I'm never I'm going to tell. I told her, I said, I'm going to tell this story for as long as I live, because that was the cutest shit I've ever seen in my entire life that he thought about it remembered me smiled and I wasn't making a face or anything. I just opened the door and I was looking at him. That kid is going to be trouble. He is going to be, I got to send you a picture of him in the car seat I took the other day. Do you think the one I posted on Instagram the other day of that smirk was dog? This kid finds the light. He finds the light. And I'm like, I'm hitting up Gerber. I'm hitting up Pampers. I'm hitting up Huggies. We're making the parents That little dimple, money. like, right no. here. No, is... dad, Dad's going to be able to buy Tesla off his first modeling deal. <laughs> little man, he'll, he'll have his own Tesla. Dude, everybody's, ce- it's, everybody's it's celebrating. It's so a, cool to see. Everybody's celebrating a Stimmy. Fuck a Stimmy. I want that modeling contract. That's what I want. Right. Fuck a Stimmy. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you this either. Ah, I'll tell you off there. Because uh, I'll get yelled at if I tell you what. um i saw the pictures you posted the other day your your daughter's gonna be a problem dude she's already a problem like she does this thing where it it and well in perfect ending it goes daddy (laughs) and it's like whatever i said and it's like "Hmm, yeah yeah hey uh you can put uh that chainsaw in your bed during that time yeah, cool. no problem no problem what's that you want all the sugar snacks got you i'm gonna have some with you fruit roll-ups wrapped up with nerds you got them. <laughs> you got <laughs> it daddy oh dude oh killer it's gonna be tough thanks man all right next week that was fun we'll talk to everybody make sure to follow us on instagram at dudes being dad pod shout out to everybody who has recently followed us we got a little bump and we'll I got to do a better job of updating that. So I apologize, but um, 
you'll hear probably less of us talking on it and more funny stuff just to keep you people entertained. Yeah. We try to do hey, it. I want to, I want to finish, I want to finish this in the best way possible is my tip for dads, fellas, if you ever had a, ch- if you ever had the chance to ride in the back with your son or your daughter, uh, when they throw you that, or when they shoot you that, that little smile, do it as much as you can. Because that was probably, that was literally the best story I've heard in a long time. My mom always says, you know, the man, she's old school like this. She she thinks like the guy should drive. Like she always kind of makes fun of when she sees like the, you know, the mom or the girlfriend driving and everything. Um, When she says something next time, well, she's one thing she won't see me because I'll be in the back. Uh, But I'm going to let her drive as much as possible because I enjoy just chilling in the back, playing with our rattles and our football and whatever I do. Oh, we got new. Let me tell you something about this. I'm going to send you a picture of this Easter basket, this setup we got. Let me tell you about that. Uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Uh, happy, Thanks, guys. happy Easter, everybody. We'll talk to you after the holiday. Uh, and we appreciate all of you. Dad up, fathers of the new age, uh, signing up. Dad up.